everybody. This is Chris Waddy, and you're watching the Michael Finkley Show. You can find it on Mondays and Fridays on Roku, Roku TV, on the Greater Words Network, or anytime on YouTube. us for this awesome season premiere week y'all we are back for season three can you believe it oh my gosh i'm so excited i'm so excited y'all i missed y'all i did i missed y'all but i had to take a well-needed break i did i really really did after season two and it's much 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 success in that uh i turned off all cameras, all social medias, and I chilled out. I really, really did. Even much so, I was able to travel a little bit um, this summer as well. I went to Nevada to see my best friend who lives in Las Vegas, and then we went to, we drove four hours, and we went to California, we went to Hollywood, we went to um, different other parts of LA. Also, we went to um, San Diego, went to the zoo. We saw all these different types of animals and, you know, all your traditional ones as well. Elephants and giraffes and all that kind of good stuff. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, we, we spent six hours there. Six hours there. Myself, my best friend, Sierra, and her little son, Gabriel. Oh, my gosh. He had a blast, too. It was just amazing. It was just amazing. So, much needed rest. Much, um, much thought about what season three was going to look like. For you to please you what you wanted to hear what you wanted to see and here we are here we are so let's get started let's get started I'm just so excited to, to, to chat with you and be with you and hear from you I missed y'all I really really did but season three is here season three is here and again we have incredible guests we have incredible stories still like no other so Many of you probably didn't know this, but I am a major, major fan, major, major fan of LeVar Burton. I am a major, major fan. I grew up watching Reading Rainbow. Uh, I, he was a very, very strong influence when it came to literacy for me. Growing up in a very rural area, I hated to read and write. And uh, when teachers would call upon me in class, I would stutter like no other. I would stutter because I was not, I was not probably exercising my reading skills. And as time went on, I learned the importance of reading, the importance of writing, and how to always improve it and do it well. But LeVar, Mr. Burton, planted those seeds in me in a very early age as I watched the television show Reading Rainbow on PBS. And now, my mentor in my mind, he is now hosting Jeopardy. Well, he hosted Jeopardy last week, and I was able to watch and just see his dreams come true. Take a look, if you missed it, take a look. Daily Double. How much would you like to wear, Jermatt? 8,400. Making it a true Daily Double. Here's your clue. Arthur C. Clarke's rendezvous with this isn't about a Hindu god, but rather a spooky craft that's entered our galaxy. What's Rama? Yes, and that takes you to 16,800. Mr. Burton, thank you so much for being who you are, 
living out your dreams, still living out your dreams. Thank you for being an influence in my life, introducing me to literacy at a very early age as I was a former English teacher on a secondary and collegiate level. Um, Arthur, now I, I can't stop reading and writing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And you don't have to take my word for it. My life tells this story. I always wanted to say that. Ah, well, we'll see it together. Uh, so thank you for being who you are. Y'all, we have a very special show again today. It's our first show of the season. And we have Brandon J., the celebrity consultant. And also, we have spiritual leader, Apostle B. Dwayne Harden. Another show you don't want to miss, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Next, we have Brandon J. with us. Back in a moment. All new Michael Finkley Show. Still looking for some awesome summer reads? Well, I have the authors just for you. Authors Jesse Cruz and Willie C. Williams tell us about their awesome publications. Next Finkley. Friday. What's up, y'all? I'm Leon Frierson, former cast member from Nickelodeon's All That and co-host of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And I'm here to ask you to join me in watching the Michael Finkley Show weekly on YouTube. Now, I've been on the show, so I definitely know it's a platform where you'll be educated, informed, and inspired. Now, don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you on YouTube. Welcome back. You know, y'all, my next guest has interviewed celebrities ranging from Paris Hilton to Snoop Dogg. Y'all, of course, he is Brandon J. Brandon, thank you for being with us today. Man, thank you so much, Michael, for having me on your show today. I appreciate you. Like I said before, I'm just so giddy. So let's just get started. You are you were born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. And I feel that your, your home state, our home state, has been very good to you in starting your career. Can you talk about that time that you wanted to say, say to yourself, I just want to get into this profession. How did you get started? Wow, that changed my life tremendously. You know, I, I literally came out of my mother's womb with a microphone in my hand. This is something I used to, I used to, you know, watch Double Dare and, and all these different shows and like the ra I would listen to the radio, like uh, I think Jonathan Rush was on uh, WNOK on the Morning Rush 104.7 in Columbia. And, you know, I, I reached a point as a teenager where I was like, okay, I was watching, you remember Total Request Live with Carson Daly? I was like, I want to do that job so much. And uh, it, it was one of those things where like, you know, after I graduated high school, I, uh, I ended up co-hosting and co-producing a television show with a local uh, TV personality from a uh, Hot 103.9 in Columbia, Venom. And the show was called In the City. It aired on Watch Fox 57. I'm literally 18 years old learning how to produce a show. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. But I've always, Michael, gravitated towards it. You know, I, I eat, breathe, and sleep this industry, the entertainment industry. I love it. And it shows throughout your work. So within you starting off right there in Columbia, South Carolina, and you begin to tap into other resources, you moved to California 2008. How hard was it to actually continuously break into this industry? You know, when I moved to California, I thought it was going to be like it was here. You know, you mm -hmm. get VIP, you know, you cut the line, 
you're on the radio, you're on the TV, and California is a quick wake-up call. They don't care who you are. I'm sure you've seen it on, on TMZ when Michael B. Jordan was trying to get into Diddy's party, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let him into uh, BOA on Sunset. And when I got to L.A., it, it taught me a lot. Like, we're only as good as what we're currently doing and what we're going to do in the future. And it was celebrities I wanted to interview. There was events I wanted to go to. And I'll, I'll never forget this, right? And nobody's ever heard this story. This is a little fun fact. So uh, one of the years during the MTV Movie Awards, right, mm -hmm. in Universal City, the Gibson Amphitheater, I go to this, I think this was 2008 or 2009. I can't remember what year it was, but I go to the, uh, <laughs> to the press check-in and I'm like, I'm here to interview people on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they're like, who invited you? Will Ferrell. They stopped Will Ferrell on the red carpet. And they were like, hey, did you, did you invite Brandon Jay to do interviews? And they were like, no, no, no. And so they sent me home. And that was crazy, right? Because even Whoa. through all of that, the persistence, the determination, mm -hmm. the motivation, like I started getting invites to mm -hmm. go to these events. And um, MTV even licensed content of one of my interviews with Lo Bosworth from The Hills on the after show, you know, when The Hills was going off the air and now it's back on the air. Right. So, you know, I've, I've, I asked her, you know, well, since The Hills is over, you know, if Regis were to call you up, would you take the job? She was like, call me. <laughs> oh my God. You can't make this stuff up, Michael. You can't, you, you can't. can't. make it up. It's called life. Yeah. <laughs> we live it. Yeah. We live it every day. And, and so with that as well, you know, you talked about your, your time as you went to California. What are some of the hardships? Because at times, because we, we, we have persons that want to pursue this career so badly and oh, they see the, the glitz and the glamour. Well, what are some of those hardships? What are some of those no's that you heard throughout your time? Man, I heard, you know, like, oh, you're not good enough to do this. You're not good enough to get an agent. Um, it was really tough. You know, when you move somewhere cross country, I think it's like what, 2000 miles finding a job. And, yeah. and I have a college degree. And I thought that being educated and and having the ability to interview well would get you a job. No, that's not the case mm -hmm. in L.A. L.A. teaches you it's all about who you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I went through those, you know, my first job in Los Angeles this is no kidding. Cold calling people about potentially investing into Julia Roberts' uh, brother's films. Mm -hmm. And I got paid 400 bucks a week. This is back in 2008. $400 a week. We get paid on Friday. And if we weren't calling, they were like, yeah, like, why aren't you making the call? Make the call, make the call. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. You know, and I knew there was more for me, but we all have to go through these plateaus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It makes it makes us who we are. In the absolutely, definitely, absolutely. So, and I, and I know that we we had a discussion on last week. We talked on the phone, and I got to learn more about you. And what I love about you is your spiritual side, your faith side. How did that contribute to the successful man that you are today? Man, everything. Right, we're nothing without God, and I learned this principle years ago that God is our provider. Not Don't just look at Viacom, such as MTV or, or Sony or Universal or Warner as your provider, but God is your provider, right? Not only does he provide the clothing, uh, the air that we breathe, he provides everything. And there's nothing more important, Michael, 
than your peace. You know, that mm-hmm. that changed my life. But let me tell you the main thing that changed my life. And and I didn't catch on to this until like 2016. And I'm going to just go here, right? Because we're, we're having yeah, a conversation. Please. I don't even feel like we're getting interviewed right. I'm getting interviewed please. right now. I feel like I'm just in the flow. And um, tithing, you know, when, when you learn that God is your provider and you're Say willing so. to give. And, and I laugh about this because I'm like, that 10% is God's anyway. Because without God, you wouldn't have it. And that changed my life in 2016. And to this date, I have not missed the time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And no, and people are afraid to talk about this stuff, but really, I truly believe these are the keys to success. I truly believe without God, without being prepared, without going through the trials and the tribulations, it's very difficult to get where you're going. And you know, I, I had someone reach out to me and said, what's going on? This was like literally Friday this past week, right? Mm-hmm. And, and literally they were like, what's going on with your book? And now I truly believe that was God speaking to me, right? Because I've, I've written this book, but it needs to be polished and yeah. proofread and grammatically correct. But I'm releasing a 365-day devotional that I truly believe will change people's lives and help them become who they were called to be. Definitely. And it's Such coming a, out in September. Yes. And see, yes. and I have to get my copy. I want an advanced copy. Absolutely. Because I, I need that in my life. I need that in yes. my life. Especially in the time we live in today, Brandon, we need that encouragement to take us to the next moment, to the next second, to the next day. We need Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We definitely need that. So going back to tithing, you said that it blessed you and you have not missed a beat since. A lot of people, I had a conversation with my friend about that the other day. A lot of people sit on that. You know, they, they pass it by, but not only tithing, it will help you tremendously, not only with your finances or whatever, but your health, you know, sparing your oh, life, yeah. you know, it's, it's more than just money, you know, yes. you that rest that you need. God will provide those different avenues for you. If you just, if you just listen to him, if you just, absolutely, word, he'll take care of you. Definitely. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's, what's crazy. I used to be what you call a convenience tither. I would tithe when it was convenient for me. And I did not understand the true meaning of being consistent. That's when things really changed I for me and, and doors started to open. And it, it, it's been tough. You know, I know a lot of folks out there that are starting businesses up or, or trying to break into music. And it's all about your, your network, right? Yeah. In your old decks. And it's all about perceived value. It's how people perceive what you do. Is it valuable to them? Is it worth investing into? Is it worth putting that song on the radio? There are so many components that go into the success mechanism, right? It, it, you know, we always think there's one formula. There's not one formula. Just like I always tell people with songs on the radio, every song has a different DNA, whether it's Adele's rolling in the deep to Nicki Minaj's super bass or, or, or Swedish house, don't you worry child, or, or anything, Olivia Rodrigo's uh, driver's license, which is on right now, Deja Vu and stuff. She's got so many songs, I'm losing count. But the whole thing is every song has a different DNA. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, wow. And as you said, because you, you're you so knowledgeable in this industry, you've interviewed, you have your business owner, you're an entrepreneur, and you're all right. And so the, we've said and we've heard that our ladder will be greater when did Brandon realize his greater? 
Man, that's such a powerful question, Michael. Are we on 2020? Is Barbara Walters <laughs> in the room with you right now? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when I realized this, I was literally in Los Angeles driving down the street in North Hollywood, true story, on Magnolia. And I really looked out the window at a stoplight and I was like, there's more to this for me, right? There's, there's so much opportunity and development that's inside of me. And that's when I really started to really pay attention to who I was working with. I was forcing myself to be in the studio. I was on every red carpet you could think of in the cold, in the heat, you name it. I was out there interviewing people and it kind of, you know, what's funny. The, in 2009, I got a call from a guy named Eric Zuli, who's written books and, and doing things the easy way, right? And he was like, Brandon, I need your help. And I was like, what's going on? He said, Brittany Flickinger just got in a car accident and a TMZ is going to do a story on her. And I want you to be the first to get the interview. And I was like, well, where do I got to go? I had to go to a nightclub, Michael Cress in Hollywood. And I interviewed Brittany Flickinger. And from there, it just took off. I mean, it was, you know, I went from Jada Kiss and, and Brittany Flickinger and a lot of your, you know, Tiffany from New York and all those people to then the A-listers of, you know, your Jamie Lee Curtis and, and folks may not even consider these people A-listers, but like a Paris Hill, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Fergie, Josh Demel, I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, she was glowing on the red carpet when I interviewed her. And I was like, am I really interviewing Jada Pinkett Smith? Like, is this oh, really happening right now? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing, amazing. And again, your, your, your life and your work speak for you. What is next? You mentioned your book. What, what, are, what else are you working on? Man, I really want to produce some really family quality movies and television shows. And, you know, I'm always going to be involved in music. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in writing sessions with a, uh, with a female artist. I'm not going to go into details, but she was nominated for a, a Grammy uh, for the second, 62nd Grammys in the best pop performance category with Katy Perry and Billie Eilish and all those folks. So I'm in a, in a co-write session with that. And that, that's a little bit out of my uh, comfort zone. It, it's in my comfort zone, I should say, because I've co-written with uh, friends of mine like Gordon Pagoda and Dennis Shin, who's done the stuff with Corn and, and so many others. Uh, so definitely songwriting. Writing a book is definitely out of my comfort zone. I've never done this before, but I felt led to do it because there's so many people that need guidance, especially after COVID-19, especially after folks losing their loved ones, whether they're family, their coworkers, their friends. Right. There's so many people that could use encouragement. I mean, just think about it. If you hadn't received the encouragement you received, Michael, would you be doing the Michael Finkley show? Mm. <laughs> That's all I have to say about mm. that. Right. That part. Uh, yeah, that part. <laughs> facts, right? Uh, Big facts, so, sir. You know, yeah. movies uh, working with uh, Arlene out of Arlene Knight out of uh, New Orleans. Uh, voltage. I mean, so many people. I don't want to name drop, but I will definitely keep you posted Please. on what's going on. And and you know what? While I'm on here, I, this is easy to plug. So mm. there's a gentleman by the name of James Bondurant, and he goes by Jay Bizzle. And James reached out to me. It was like, Brandon, I got this idea. I know you're out of the box. You know, you're not forward person like everybody else is. You'll get my vision. And so he was like, I'm a race car driver but I rap as well. 
And I was like, dude, say no, say no more. I'm in. And we, we wrote the song in 2019, right? I wrote it on my kitchen table, just listening to the beat, mm-hmm. recorded it in Los Angeles in September, right? Here we are, 2021, things are finally starting to move, right? And, and, and that's another thing I want to let people know about. Just because you do something right then and there does not necessarily mean it's that season where it's going to plateau and take off, right? <laughs> and that's a word right there, sir. That's a word. And it's frustrating. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 2020s yeah. around yeah. and COVID happens. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I launched the Brandon J show at home on Zoom. And I was like, okay, well, if I can't go and interview people face to face, you know, I can get them on Zoom, right? And they'll be yeah. more likely to want to do the interview because we don't have to travel, right? They could be in Cancun or the Bahamas or Florida or California, wherever that might be. And, uh, and since then, man, it's, it's been crazy. I've been getting calls from Sony, uh, Post Malone's team. I interviewed uh, Jasmine Ortiz a few months ago before her single Jaguar came out. And uh, it's just been crazy, man. So just, I, I'm going to continue to put my best foot forward. I'm going to continue yeah. to help people because that's truly, I believe that's what we're here to do. Just like you're helping people, you're giving people a platform and exposure. And even though you may feel like it's a local platform, it's now national, right? Cause we don't know who's going to see this. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Definitely. congratulations, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And I had to tell this story as well. I came across your platform um, a few a few weeks ago, and I reached out to you. And I added you on different social media platforms, and you inboxed me the next day and saying, "Hey, you know, I have this person for you." You know, right off the bat, you didn't know me. If you saw me down the street, you wouldn't you couldn't call me by my name. But you took a chance, right? You took a chance on me to assist me in my endeavors, and I appreciate you, sir. I Absolutely, man. You. And, you know, Apostle yeah. Harden, the gentleman you're referring to, a mighty man of God, uh, B. Dwayne Harden. And I had a chance to interview him during the presidential election. And, and we got a little hate because he was, you know, representing the Trump platinum plan and those things. And uh, but but with all of that put aside, right, politics put to the side. Yeah. He's a mighty man of God. He just had a book come out. Great church, embassy church. He goes to different organizations across the country and really helps people. And that's what I'm about, man. And I saw what you're trying to do. And who am I to close a door when we all would not be who we are if that door had been shut on us? You know, we all got to start somewhere. We got to be helpers to one another. So, you know, that same that same individual that that took that call from James Bond to run a few years back. Is the same individual that replied to that email. You know, it, the continuity is there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And we appreciate you for that, sir. Sure. A heart to give and a heart for service. I appreciate That's you. That's it, man. Yes, yes. And also within our talking, sir, again, you have so many titles, but I feel that number one title that you love near and dear to your heart is father. You are a father. And when you look at your little one and she looks back at you, what do you want her in her little mind to think of you? Man, I wanted to know that I'm a servant of God. You know, I, I wanted to see that I truly love God. And I desire each and every day for her to be the best version of her that she can be. Right. Her name is Adriana. And Adriana is 
gifted in so many ways, but I think the ultimate gift when we, we truly find who we were called to be on the earth, mm -hmm. that is the ultimate gift. And yeah. that is my ultimate uh, expression to her in terms of propelling her, giving her the knowledge, giving her, equipping her with the right people around, right? It's very important that we have the right team, right? Without the team, we're nobody. I'm, the, I'm not who I am without my team. And I speak to my team every day and we try to be encouragers, encouragers to one another, right? And, and help each other. And every day is not going to be great. It, it just does not work that way. I think 2020 taught us all oh, that. My word. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, but everything shuts down and you're forced to stay home and you got to yeah. wear a mask everywhere. And we're still wearing masks. I mean, let, let's yeah. face it, but let's look at it. If we survive 2020, we can survive anything, you know, and that's, and that, that's my whole philosophy. That's my advice to each and every one of you that watch this interview. Nothing is impossible. When you put your mind to it, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, whether you want to write a song, whether you want to start a TV show, whether you want to form uh, a tech company, a biotech company and create a vaccine to help people. Nothing is impossible. It's impossible. Nothing's impossible. You will not make me cry, sir. You will not. And on that note, on that note, how can they find you on social media? Man, it, it's very simple. I am Brandon J on all social media. I A M B R A N D O N J A Y, and uh, I am BrandonJ.com. I mean, LinkedIn, I mean, the only, actually the only platform that I'm not, I am Brandon J is YouTube gave me the official Brandon J YouTube channel. So youtube.com forward slash B-R-A-N-D-O-N-J-A-Y. And you'll find me in a, in a lot of my interviews and videos and motivation. And you want to get inspired, go to my IG. <laughs> There's over 700 videos of inspiration on there, right? And just when you think, uh, I felt like, okay, have I, have I done enough? Now here comes the book. And so make sure you go to Amazon, get the book and um, we will be rocking and rolling. And that's coming out in September. Michael, I'll give you the link when it comes out. Thank you All so right. much for having me on your show today, man. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all is Brandon J. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> coming up, we have Apostle B. Dwayne Harden back in a moment. Hey everybody, my name is Arthur Vernon R. Matthews Jr. I just wrote a new book called Family Ties and I also want to say a special shout out to one of the kids that I mentored and has got his own TV show on Roku, Michael Finkley, and this is 100th episode. So if you guys want to really hear about this book and see what's going on, check out Mike Finkley on The Finkley Show. and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients. And he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. 
I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. Aye. Aye. Tamika Isaac. Do solemnly swear. Discharge the duties thereof. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and blessings. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we are often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. Welcome back to The Michael Finkley Show. Our next guest is a speaker. He's an author. He's a songwriter. He's a pastor as well. Introducing Apostle B. Wayne Harden. How are you? I'm good, Michael Finkley. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for agreeing Oh, yes, sir. Thank you so much for saying yes by way of our good brother, um, Brandon J putting us together and I definitely appreciate you and I can't wait to dive into our conversation can't wait <laughs> let's die man let's, let's die. die let's, let's die. so let's go back to Youngstown Ohio where it all started for you all right. as you were as you were growing up did you know that you were different absolutely absolutely knew I was different um I knew I was different and I struggled with being different. And I think a lot of times we struggle with being different, uh, unaware that God's hand is upon us. Mm -hmm. um, I was different. I knew I started playing music at three. I did unusual things. I got saved when I was six years old, um, you know, called to the ministry at seven. I understood the call. Um, 
I went from there and had many experiences with the Lord Jesus, Yeshua himself. Um, um, and a lot of it was birthed out of some pain and struggle that I was experiencing at the time. I was going through challenges and, um, you know, as a young man and, and, and pains, different pains that came and it was uh, challenging. Um, but the Lord kept me, you know what I mean? He put me in a place to where I was able to, um, those, ex let me say it this way, those experiences kept me when I should or possibly could have walked away. You understand? Mm -hmm. So preached my first sermon at eight, um, played music for many years. Uh, you know, music became my outlet. And, um, you know, one thing, I haven't been perfect and I haven't done everything right, right? But I never walked away from God. I never walked away from being saved and never stepped out of that. Now, mm -hmm. I can't sit here and tell you I've done everything right, right. but he, he was always there, you know, and, and I, I was not, de I was determined to stay saved. Now, I grew up Pentecostal, so if you don't know about Pentecostal, we get saved every time we mess up. Bless God. You know, bless him. So uh, I've been saved about 1,732,345.6 times. That's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's And then that's because I got a revelation uh, mm -hmm. that uh, he saved me right the first time, you know. Gotcha. Yep. And through your journey, though, through your spiritual journey, you started so early in knowing the understanding of your call so early. How did you handle the negativity and the positivity that came along with it? Well, at a young age, especially in the church, it was, especially at that time, I'm 55. So at that time, it was very challenging because young people were supposed to keep your mouth closed. You didn't do certain things. And then I'm a preacher's kid too. So there's the struggle of being a preacher's kid, um, walking a walk. Sometimes it was a hypocritical walk because you know, the preacher's house uh, tends to be the house that is the pretend house. We look, say, we look like everything good, but there are things that are not good at the home. You know, we, we weren't taught in those days that the preacher is human. Uh, the pastor is human. They're, they're struggling. Their responsibility is to preach the word without, with, without fail. No matter if it's going on in your life, you still preach the word. The, the word of God has nothing to do uh, with our lives. If I'm preaching something and I'm doing something else, that makes that don't make the word of God a hypocrite. And it's my job to preach the word without feeling like I'm a hypocrite because my job is to deliver God's thought for us, right? Um, but what happened is we put on these airs and we try to act like, you know, we got it all together. And, and it really, because we're trying to match the perfection of the word to our imperfection that we haven't grown into, uh, the righteousness that we really want to portray. So it, it was very interesting and very challenging. And, um, and, and I got to thank God because you heard, you, heard the old, you heard the old people grow up and they say, when you're growing up and they say, he's a keeper. Can't hear you. He's a keeper. Yeah. He's man. a keeper. Yes, he's sir. A keeper. 
and you hear the mothers come out oh he's a keeper and 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 he is a keeper you yes. know yes. and i think the biggest thing michael is uh that not only is he a keeper he's a restorer he restores mm. he loves us and yes. especially today i think that we have religified um the gospel until nobody can be delivered so now we're positioning ourselves to compromise the purity of his word because we don't have answers like we should have because we've made it so religious we made it so dogmatic and people can't walk out of something because they're afraid to get shot the minute they walk out or it, it looks so dramatic and all of these things when deliverance really is a renewing of the mind that's really what it is and we've made it spit we've made it falling out and, and I'm, I'm pentecostal i'm i'm with all of that you know what i mean but at the end of the day you can be knocked out on the floor for six hours and get up and go beat your wife you can be uh knocked out on the floor speaking in tongues and be the most vulnerable to a perverted sexual life life after that i don't i, I didn't say lifestyle i said life right so you can have that going on right in the middle of these holy ghost experiences and that's because your mind hadn't been renewed watch what he says don't be conformed to this world but be ye transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? So mm -hmm. we've made it a spiritual journey when it's really a mental journey. Wow. 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 No one has ever, you know, pieced it together like that before. It's mental. It, it, it is. It's, it's mental. In order for you to live yeah. in sin, your mind has to be changed to live in sin in order for you to live mm -hmm. out of sin your mind has to be changed to live out of sin and that's what the word repent means mm -hmm. stop going that direction and go this direction it don't mean mm -hmm. oh god forgive me i'm dying i'm going to hell forgive me that's not what it means it means mm -hmm. change the direction you change the course of your destiny so many of us are thrown mm -hmm. off from destiny because we have one direction and we're trying to over spiritualize something and we can't see god in that mm -hmm. wow wow so I, I must ask this in relation to what you just said because it's some good teaching and some good preaching that we're getting on this <laughs> evening uh do the do your members do your members you just your flock at the embassy do they get the same oh, out of you and i'm getting out <laughs> every week um being a every here, week I didn't have to, I came out of the gate, uh, Michael, I came out of the gate with an authenticity that most uh, preachers don't carry because I didn't need to preach. You know, the Lord has blessed me intellectually. I could have been a lawyer, engineer, doctor. Um, I didn't need to preach for the sake of a bloodline. Uh, I didn't inherit any, um, my father didn't leave me no ministry, didn't really leave nothing as far as that is concerned. So I didn't need it. 
So when I came into it, I also didn't have to fake. I'm not obligated to fake nothing. Yeah. So I can tell the truth about the gospel, about different things. And I made up my mind that money would not control me. You know, dating women. Uh, if a woman wants to use money, I, I'll walk away with you trying to manipulate me with your money. Um, if you came to me and said, I'll give you a million dollars if you do so-and-so, and it's mm -hmm. not something that I feel my aligns with my values, I don't mm -hmm. care. I done yeah. learned how to be poor. I done learned how to suffer. And I also learned how to be victorious. I'll figure it out. So I don't have those things controlling my mind where church is concerned. Mm -hmm. So I can say what thus said the Lord without consequence. Um, mm -hmm. I made up my mind to do that. Gotcha. Uh, because I believe the word of God is bigger than my ambition. Of course. Of mm -hmm. course. Definitely it is. And what you believe in and what, you, and what you're saying, does this all um, betray within your new publication, The Return of a People? Let's talk about it. Absolutely. The Return of a People is an interesting book that it'll be out very soon. Mm -hmm. And I'll make sure you get a copy. I'm going to sign it and send it to you. But The Return of a People is based upon... Uh, it's got two elements to it, right? It's speaking to Black America, White America. It's speaking to America at large. It's also a book of awakening and a book of repentance. I said earlier, it's a book of returning back to him, a book of prayer, your prayer, a nation's prayer. What encouraging words would you give the people of today? Read. Get in your Bible. Look. I took my church through the Bible while we were going through the political season, while we were going mm -hmm. through, and man, it was like reading the paper, like today. I could take you through the Bible right now, and I could say, this is what's happening. That's that person. That's this person. That's her. I could show you people right in the Bible. They're, they're, they're going to align. Mm -hmm. The Bible is not a book of just spirituality. It is a book of law. It is a book of government. It is a book of, you following me? It yes, is sir. not just this book that you read to feel good. Yeah. It's a book of answers and solutions. Um, and if you are in a horrible church, you need to get in a good church, a church that's going to teach you and not just motivate you and not tickle your emotions. Mm -hmm. You need to be somewhere where you're going to be taught. I'm encouraging people. You got an opportunity right now, all this Zoom and all this stuff going on that we have. Find you a place that you can get fed real word. Yeah. I'm going to say one last thing before you take it wherever you need to take it. If the word of God doesn't challenge you, if it doesn't disrupt your norm and your paradigm, then it's not the word of God. Mm. It's supposed to do something. It's supposed <laughs> to do something to you. It's supposed to check you. That's it. Yes. Yes. It's your yes. It's your judger. You get me? Yep. The word of God should cause you to look and say, I'm a judge myself. Mm -hmm. And then coming into agreement with God is simply saying, God, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm not going to try to adjust your rightness with my wrongness. And I will do everything I can to align with you. Yes, sir. And make it right.
Yeah. You follow what I can, what I'm, yes, and he'll come in and do the rest. That is where we got to get. Look, and I'm talking to black people. It's, it's, I know you have a good audience. All black people listening to me, listen, we got to get back to God. I, I'm talking to everybody, white people, y'all need to be saved too. Uh, Puerto Ricans, Latino, um, Asians, uh, Koreans, all, we all need it. Yeah, all but of us. Black people, we're losing who we are because we're walking away from our God again. And we got to come back. We got to come back home. We've got to come back. Yeah. Definitely. And on that note, because I don't know about anyone watching, but I know I received a word on this <laughs> evening. How can they find you on social media and how can they learn more about your church ministry as well? Yeah, well, they can find me on social media. Um, B. Dwayne Harden, B-D-W-A-Y-N-E-H-A-R-D-I-N. And um, that's all my social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, mm. Facebook. Now, every Saturday morning we have service so they can follow and watch it on um, Apostle B. Dwayne Harden on Facebook. Okay. Or or at B. Dwayne Harden TV um, on YouTube. And I'd prefer everybody go to YouTube. But okay. Yeah. All right. You all heard it here and his information is in the description below as well. Apostle Dr. Be Dwayne Harden. Thank you so much for being with us and telling us your story and congratulations on your new publication. Thank you, Michael. And um, if I can do anything for you, you let me know. I sure will. Definitely will. The Lord upon you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Back in a moment. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Toby. You know me from Sister Act 2, Mr. Oh Happy Day, and the hit R&B group City High. I'm welcoming everybody to join and tune into the Michael Finkley Show on YouTube and also on the Greater Works Network on Roku TV. Don't forget to subscribe. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's up, man? It's Coach TC, and I've been waiting for this day to come, so it finally came. So I gotta come to you with something that's gonna help you out for the first week of the show. So I just wanna bring it to you that, man, you have to take control of your life again. We've been falling off, we've been 
having so much going on that we haven't even been able to take back control of our own. Like we've been living for everybody else. And I know for me, I am a people pleaser at heart, which is something that I'm working on, that I'm keep working on, but you can't live for somebody else. You have to only live for yourself because what happens when you live for somebody else, then you become trying to please everybody. And if you know you cannot please every single body, it cannot happen. So what you need to do today is take back your life, take back your strength, take back your peace, take back your happiness, take back your self-care, do whatever you need to do to get yourself back in the mood. Because I know for me, for personal experience, it was a while ago where I was just going through, I wanna have, I wanna make this person happy, then I run over here, I wanna make this person happy, and I run over here, I wanna do this for this person, and I run over here, I wanna do this for this person, because they have so much standards for me that I feel like I have to live up to all these different people's standards, and I forget the most important person. The most important person is missing out. The most important person is being left out, and it's yourself. So if I leave something with you today, take back your joy, take back yourself, take back the control that you have for yourself. You don't never want to leave yourself out because you can't make nobody else happy if you're not happy. You can't take care of nobody else if you're not taking care of yourself. So man, like I said, take back yourself, take back control, take back the authority, take back the strength, take back what you have. <laughs> take back what you have and get yourself ready for whatever you need to be ready. Take back yourself so you can be successful. Take back yourself so you can be happy. It's possible. So if I leave you with one message today, take back control for yourself. Hi everyone, it's your girl Trinice from American Idol and I am encouraging you to tune into the Michael Finkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube. All new Michael Finkley Show. Still looking for some awesome summer reads? Well, I have the authors just for you. Arthurs Jesse Cruz and Willie C. Williams tell us about their awesome publications. Next Finkley. Friday. Hello everybody, welcome back. I do hope that you enjoyed our guest today. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much, Apostle Harden, for being with us today, sharing your stories, sharing your experiences, and sharing your knowledge. We appreciate you. To finish off our week on Friday, we have two books that you need to add to your repertoire for the summer. It is important, and these are awesome publications. And we get to talk to the authors of these publications on Friday. We have Jesse Cruz and also Willie C. Williams with us, so another show you don't want to miss. If you're not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel on The Michael Finkley Show, ring the bell for notification. We'll see you in email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Please listen to us also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please, if you have a Roku TV, Please, please, please add the Greater Words Network to your Roku TV and you can watch The Michael Finkley Show as the episodes come out or on demand. Please, please, please visit our website at MichaelFinkleyShow.com for updates. Thank you so much for watching and guess what? We'll see you on Friday. Have a good one.